Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Welcome to our new episode of GVN Review. We will obviously, like, come on now. We will be talking about the Mandalorian season finale. You don't even need to try to figure out what this episode's about. Um, I will try my best to do as limited amount of talking as possible to allow the others to talk. Um, but this this is something I will be running my mouth a lot about. Um, but anyway, obviously, we'll be breaking down the season finale of The Mandalorian Season 2 called The Rescue. Very apropos. Um, but first, let me introduce our Jedi Council, starting off with Joel. What's going on, Joel? What up, everybody? What up, Council? Joel, I figured, all right, so if I had to pick who, like, what Jedi we would all be, you would clearly be Count Dooku. I could see you being Count Dooku, but not the Dooku that we know as the Sith Lord, the Dooku we know as the Jedi. I could see you being that that kind uh, that kind of Count Dooku. I don't know why. I'll figure it out and let you know later, but you're Count Dooku for now. I don't even um, know what Dooku is. <laughs> you know, you said you don't know who Count Dooku is? No, I'm saying I don't like the Jedi Dooku. I never even experienced Jedi Dooku. Oh man, that's a rich story. Uh a lot of people don't even know this, but Count Dooku was filthy rich. Um, like really, really, really like royalty rich. Um, but his dad hated him. Yeah, it, it was like the X-Men story. His dad didn't like that he had abilities and stuff like that. So um, but anyway. Uh, next up, Tia. What's going on, Tia? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I wanted to say something cool, and then it's like, wait, I got something caught in my throat. I have to call. <laughs> so lame. So lame. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I was I was a little worried. I was like, did I scare you? Like, what was that sound you made? <laughs> no, this episode was just so depressing that apparently I um just forgot how to talk. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're going to get into that la- later, but Tia definitely uh, deemed me as very heartless in the... Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I texted Jawan all throughout the day, just sending him really sad memes all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I was blocking those things with the force. Like, get all that sad out of here. We're celebrating. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but last, but definitely not least... Um, Ahsoka's no- number two fan. Number two fan. Uh, AJ, what's going on, AJ? I'm not even going to say hi after that. Who's number one? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm number one, AJ. No, no, Clearly. no. For no, 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 no. AJ, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me ask you. I'm going to just ask you this, and then we're going to move on. We're not going to stay long on this, okay? Let me just ask you this. Who played Ahsoka in the live-action version on The Mandalorian? Rosario Dawson, right? I'm sorry. Why are you asking? Why? 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 Why are you asking? Met Rosario Dawson, AJ. Why are you asking me dumb dumb questions? Have you met Rosario Dawson, AJ? No. Okay. Thank you. I have. Thank you. Um. Anyway. Um, and, and also, I'll throw in there, I bumped into Charlie Cox. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get this episode started. Uh, this episode starts off with a bang. Um, we obviously see Boba and the crew chasing down a, uh, a ship that looks very much like the ship we saw Vader and Palpatine travel on a lot in the, uh, the original, uh, the original movies. 
Um, so obviously we see Dr. Perishing is, is in this ship. Um, they're looking to get him to get information. Um, Tia, I'll start off with you. What were your thoughts on, I don't even, I don't even want to start with the idea of like, all right, Mando, you know, uh, pulls a gun on him and everything. I want to know your thoughts, Tia, on the dialogue between one of the troopers and, um, God, I keep forgetting her name. Uh, uh, Cara, Cara. Thank you. Um, cause that to me stood out more than anything in that scene was that conversation between the two of them um where she makes a joke um which death star like which which one are you talking about like you mean you talking about the one that we just destroyed not too long ago um so i i love that but what were your thoughts on that uh that opening scene yeah that um uh exchange between them was a bit of a if i can use this sort of language a dick measuring contest i like to say (laughs) um because at first you know Cara Dune came out with you know swinging you were like oh but then he knew how to get to the jugular because you could see she was not happy and there was so much that went on in this episode that I feel like what that guy said to her was glossed over but that definitely could have been maybe in a different episode a uh, a scene that not only maybe resonated more emotionally, but something that maybe was revisited with her character to get her scope of what she was feeling after hearing that. Of course, this was the season finale. There's a lot going on, so that wasn't the case. But I really felt the sort of, not only the depth of what he was saying, but how obviously it affected her as he was saying it. Yeah, it was one of those things to where it was like, <clears throat> it, it, it honestly reminded me dialogue wise, and Joelle, I'll go to you to get your thoughts on, on this opening scene. It reminded me of Inglorious Bastards to where it's like, we clearly are the superior power. Um, and we can always throw in your face of how superior we were. But what they, don't, what they fail to realize is in the moment of you delivering this dialogue, you're the losing side. Like, like as much as he wants to feel like within the parameters of this show that they're still the winning side, you lost three of your biggest weapons. Sidious died, Vader died, and your Death Star <laughs> got destroyed. So it's like for him to be speaking that, uh, that confidently when he's on the losing side, it just goes to show you that the Empire is, there's something else. But what were your thoughts, Joe, on that opening scene? Uh, I thought, was, I mean, for my first thoughts were like, oh, T is going to be so happy. And it's just like, as soon as it just starts with uh, with, with whatever professor, whatever, I just. Dr. Like, Parishing. Yeah, Dr. Parishing. I love uh, how you know me so well. I was excited. Yeah, I was like, yay. <laughs> and then, of course, fun. AJ, like, we'll get to him afterwards. He, like, commented underneath that and all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. my first, that was definitely my first thought. I'm like, oh, shit. She was just talking about him. And look, there he is. <laughs> um, right up. She spoke him into existence. That's exactly mm-hmm. what <laughs> um, So that was my first initial thought. I'm like, oh, shit. Um, and then as my second thought, I recognized one of the pilots as someone from, like, Agents of Shield, um, the guy, the, the one with the gun that shot the other guy. Um, he actually is a really good actor. I was impressed with him in Agents of Shield, and I'm also impressed with him in this. Unfortunately for him, he no longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, 
he may have a future one day, <laughs> but as of right now, he's dead. Um, but yeah, that was a very interesting exchange. There was definitely a dick measuring contest, and it definitely sounded um, familiar. Like uh, definitely, we've we've heard similar sentiments uh, in modern day with certain people, and um, there's definitely a mirror there. And um, yeah, he definitely was going for the jugular, talking shit, and saying. Those people deserve to die because of their radical thoughts or whatever the fuck it was. And well, he got you know what he deserved at the end of the day, <laughs> and I got right in the face. Um, but you know, it was a good way to start. Um, and I, you know, again, it just gets progressively better throughout. <laughs> I agree. And one thing Star Wars never kind of harps on, um, or, or even really kind of gets into detail of, is the fact that like. Um, how much I assume that hurts more than like what we'd assume a bullet would. Um, that's like a hot laser going through your, your skull. Um, so it was like her shooting him in the head was just like, oh, wow. Okay. I wasn't expecting that, <laughs> but all right. Um, yeah, no, that was, that was, that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. But no, like you said, he definitely did deserve that. Um, AJ, I want to go to you. And I want to go to, to you for this because I feel like this might have stood out to to us kind of more so than anyone else really watching it. Were you blown away to see Bo-Katan's uh, ship in live action? It's the first time we've ever seen a Mandalorian ship in live action. Oh, it was, it was okay. Hey, oh I'm not. I'm not. I'm not really big on Star Wars ships Ship. as much what? as. As much as you are, or any other person that's oh, into, oh my goodness! So it, it it was whatever to me. Um, but 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 that can we, I guess it's a spoiler talk. But the X wing at the end did get me excited. So what? Okay, all right. We're, that we're, got me. That got me more excited. That that got me more excited than seeing Boca Township. I'm yeah, I'm just but- saying. But to be fair, you probably only got excited for that because of what you knew it meant, not just because it was an X-wing. Yeah, that that was all right. All right, let's get into. Um, obviously, we see um, Mando. You know what I always found was weird these last few episodes: how they decide who's getting on and off the ship. Um, I don't know if that if that like struck anybody else, but how they figure that out is always very entertaining to me. Like one time it'll be like Mando and, and, and uh, 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 damn, I forgot her name. Not, not, uh, not uh, Cara uh, Dune, uh, Finnick. Um, like just how they decide who gets on and off the ship. Um, but no, I, I love this introduction of us seeing uh, Mando and Boba walk into this, this bar. And I don't know what Boba wears that makes that sound like he has spurs on the back of his his uh his. <laughs> but I fucking love it. I love it. I don't. I still to this day can't figure out what on his body makes that sound, but I love it. I, I really do. Um. So obviously we see him looking for Bo-Katan. He finds her. And huge shouts out to Sasha Banks who clearly lied, saying that we wouldn't see her again this season. Right. Um. I... Only for us to see her again this season. It sure uh, did. Which, which can I say this was really weird that she lied about it? A, because I don't think anyone was surprised that Bo Katan resurfaced, uh, in this last episode. And two, her character isn't somebody that we're like, oh, wait, what she showed up again? Oh my, like, yeah, it was mm-hmm. really weird that she lied about that. Um, 
But speaking of really, really good conversation, um, we see Bo-Katan and Boba kind of having a measuring contest of their own. Mm -hmm. But what I loved about what Bo-Katan said, and AJ, I'm going to go to you to kind of break down this, this scene yourself, but what I love most is her little jab of, I've heard your voice a million times before. Her, you know, obviously alluding to she had the Great War um, uh, in Mandalore, and she obviously saw Rex and all the other billion clones that Ahsoka was able to bring from the 501. Um, but more importantly, the bigger thing is Boba, well, actually, Django and um, Bo Katan's uh, clan go way back. Um, uh, one of the Vizlas killed Django's uh, mentor. Um, and then it led to Django killing <laughs> a lot of Vizlas. Um, so there, there is kind of like a little undertone beef there. But I love that she's like, you're a clone. Like, you don't get to speak about anything. You, ma you matter none. <laughs> like, your dad was that guy, but you, you're nothing. Um, little will she know, Boba is that shit. Um, but AJ, walk me through that amazing, amazing scene uh, between Boba and uh, and Bo Katan at the bar. Yeah, I I love the drama between them, but Boba got to his ass down. He he he, he would get his ass whooped by Bo Katan. I'm just gonna put that out there right now. Um, but yeah, I love how confident he is. Um, but you notice he didn't step to her though. Yeah, so yeah, he knows. he was like, no, I'm not <laughs> I'm not done with that. Um, but yeah, I love that um, Bo Katan doesn't reference him as a son but as a clone right meaning like you still won't be as good as him or anywhere close to Django um and I think he he knows this but he still took it to heart <laughs> so it, there was a lot of back and forth I really like that and you can tell that Bo-Katan got to him more more so than um Bubba got to Bo-Katan um but the fight scene with um, I, I can't remember Sasha Banks' character was it Mercedes or and it doesn't matter. Um, I I thought that was really cool to see. Um, and just to see that Bo-Katan is trying to be the mature one, even though she actually st started the whole drama. She tried <laughs> to be the mature one and say, "Calm down, you two. And I, I thought it was really cool. I loved it. And Joel, I'm gonna go to you next for this. What what I mm. thought was hilarious was. Bo-Katan's like, all right, listen, Mando, it's kind of really important. I find um, Moff Gideon. I stop Moff Gideon. I get back the Darksaber from Moff Gideon. And Mando's like, yeah, 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 sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Like, okay, 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 I just want to get the kid. And then it's like, <laughs> like, obviously, we're going to get more into it later. But when she sees him at the end, she's like, did he what fucking fuck? not hear me? <laughs> 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 What was I not clear about? Like, what the fuck was that? Um, that but, you know, like, I don't think he understood the. Uh, he understood that she that he wanted, like her and him dead, and that she wanted a piece of him. But I, he, like, she didn't say all that to him. Like, look, you, you can't fucking do this because you know this, this, and that. Well, she assumed that he yes, knew that he knew, he knew all Mandalorians should know about the dark saber, especially since he's in a a cult that. That's a bonds back, yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, but they're different. They're different 
different, obviously different type of Mandalorians. Like no, but they, they have, have their have own the same, weird that, no helmet Cree. These motherfuckers. No, have no, 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 no. That that's not separate. That's still the same, but right. it's just. But they the do past. they do but they do it differently. They 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 worship differently. They have different ways of going about things. Like honestly, like we'll get to the end later. So let's just yeah. let's get to the bar. <laughs> let's focus on the bar. Um, so that was a great scene. <laughs> like you guys are saying, actually, honestly, what I expected from like uh, Mando and Boba when they first met, that whole was not as. What was not what I was expecting. I got from like Boba and um, Bo-Katan. So I love that. You know, I thought there would be more of that when they first interacted, but they didn't obviously. So we got some of that between the pure Mandalorians and of course the the Foundlings. So I love that. That was actually really really cool. And of course the the one on one and the whole flamethrower flamethrower. That was really cool. Um, the whole bar scene was great. Um, so that I just you know I just I really. I just, I just, that was just a good scene. And then Bo Katan's such a badass. And um, <laughs> it's, it's just true. It's just like they're just, I love, I love, I love the, the whole dick measuring contest of the whole episode was great. Every time it, was, it happened, it was great. <laughs> it, this episode was one long dick measuring dick measure contest. <laughs> that honestly should have been the name of the episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the Mandalorian chapter dick measuring contest. Yeah. Like that should have been the name of the episode and it would have, it, would have honestly been the best because if you think about it at every point like every major scene somebody was having a measuring contest like even the surprise uh, of this episode was one large one of him kind of going this is really easy for me like i'm not even sweating I'm <laughs> for real. so scared and i just came in and just kind of danced my way through um but no tia i'll go to you you can give your thoughts on a bar scene but i definitely want to go to you tia for purely for the comedy of it when we see, uh, obviously, they head back to the ship, Dr. Parishing is, is helping them kind of uh, devise this plan of, um, you know, uh, making their way onto Moff Gideon's ship. But uh, you can kind of elaborate a little bit more to you of the nickname that AJ gave um, Dr. Parishing <laughs> uh, for this episode. Okay, so first of all, the bar scene was great because we talked about this a few episodes back where we said we expected, say, this big major standoff between Mando and Boba Fett. Like, oh, he would know what Boba Fett means to the Mandalorians and it was going to be this whole big thing and it wasn't. Um, but we got that in the bar scene because clearly Bo-Katan knows. She's like, aha, okay, no. <laughs> And I really enjoyed it. It was really just, it, it played into that, um, you know, what's at the epicenter of the Mandalorian, right? It's a Western. It's like a space Western. And there's yeah. nothing more Western than these two outlaws walking into a bar for the quote-unquote law, you know, in this case, you know, the Bo-Katan and Casca, I think her name are, you know, and them just having this like moment, but it's like the outlaws and the law have to team up together in order to save the child. That's another thing I was seeing this meme everywhere. It was so funny where Mando would be like, I need your help. And the person's like, no, they have the child. And there was like a picture of Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction. It's like, shit, Mando, that's all you had to say. Because <laughs> that is literally the epitome of what this whole entire journey was. It's ahead, legit. It's, no, it's legit a head turner. Like everyone he said that to was like, "Oh well, goddamn, lead with that." Like, why yeah, there was there was no, <laughs> there was no person that when he said 
they have the child went yeah i don't really give a fuck <laughs> like, no, not one person not like, one person like i think it. even mayfeld was like oh shit the little green guy <laughs> <laughs> like what can i do to help like that's how much everybody loves this kid what can i do to help um so. hell they even had episodes where tia was like all right do i need to strap up armor <laughs> like what what needs to it, it almost came to that it almost came to that i i was i was gonna get prepared man um <laughs> I, I probably would have died but it's okay but anyway <laughs> then we go to dr pershing talking about how to get into the moss gideon ship and i'm sorry this is the age-old dilemma here right i don't think he's a snitch or if he is a snitch, he's a smart snitch. Because I'm telling you, if I have the opportunity to live, I am snitching. What does he have to owe to Moth Gideon? He didn't even like the guy. He's a scientist. And I think he made it clear in season one that he didn't want to hurt the child. He just wanted to continue his research. It was Moth Gideon, who's the evil mother effer, who wanted to do some crazy shit. So he's just like, shit, man. He's like, this ain't worth my life or anything like that. I'll show you exactly where he is to get um, the child back. That's fine. I'll be a snitch too. <laughs> like I'll let you well, know if it's between me and you. I, I snitching. <laughs> well, well, that's actually I'm. That's good to know. Uh, <laughs> nothing illegal happens uh, near Tia. Um, yep. No. <laughs> I, wait, wait. I, I had this. I, I'm sorry. No, I had this teacher one time in college who literally was like, <laughs> you know if they offer you a deal to snitch on your friend and but you committed the crime too it's like well then you should snitch and it's like oh okay wow. <laughs> Tia was like I'm gonna hold that near and dear nope. um, he is like those are my new principles but no yeah. um, so I, all I, you I, know <laughs> I compared uh, uh, I compared the doctor to Galen Urso from Rogue One um, someone who seemingly is so intelligent that he's forced to do the bidding of the empire. It's not something he was like, you know what? I want to kind of like work with the empire. They're really cool over there. Like, no, it was more so like, Hey, do what we need you to do or we'll kill you. That's um, probably really true. Like he probably was forced into that. So those essentially you can almost set because we never see dr pershing unless he's with say people from the empire so who knows if he was held captive and this was his way of finally being free um we don't know his backstory aj juan joel <laughs> we don't know his backstory well me he's and getting joel a spin-off say, me and joel <laughs> didn't say anything just throwing that out there <laughs> in um, case you were thinking it <laughs> <laughs> Me and Joel are sitting here like, no, no, Tia's making really good points. Yeah. Tia's like, yeah, I'm, y'all. We're like, oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. That was aggressive. I don't mean He likes the baby. Yeah, he wanted to see the, I don't think he wants to see the baby die and shit. So. No, no one wants He's to see the baby. Like even Dr. Oh, my God. Even Dr. Pershing um, answered the call. They were like. Yeah. <laughs> I, was actually, version, right? I was actually uh, shocked that they didn't, like, when they were coming out of the ship, they weren't leading his body. So like all the all the shots, <laughs> it's like all right, they got all their shots out. Now we can go. <laughs> like, he died. He died doing what uh doing what what was right. Um, but obviously we see them uh, enact the plan. We see them head on to the uh, the ship. Obviously playing a really good game of cat and mouse, where Bob is making it seem like he's chasing them down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I thought was hilarious. Bo-Katan uh, was the one saying, like, oh, my God, like, help. We're trying to get on the ship. And I'm like, 
Does she not know Moff Gideon has to know what she sounds like at this point? Like, he has to know, like, I, I've seen Bo-Katan before. Like, I've heard you before. That's why when we see the ship kind of, like, crash land inside, Moff Gideon immediately runs into the, the room with, with Grogu. But he does know. He makes it... <laughs> he, he makes it very obvious like later but you know he has incompetent workers on his ship clearly that just like left you know let them yeah, the, the lady the lady was like all right yeah let's figure out a way to get you on here mom gideon's like um no release the tie fighters like what are you doing like follow yeah. like are you stupid like what's wrong with you <laughs> it's um, so hard to get good help these days <laughs> it was and and t i want to go back to you really quickly for the for this scene specifically mm-hmm. because it reminded me of how hyped me and you were for for the boys and when the boys did this but mm-hmm. girls get shit, shit done, done. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i thought of i was like wait they're like they're like oh uh i forgot who it was if it was bo katan who said she's like all right me koska kara and um you know oh fennec. my god fennec well mm-hmm. you know we'll get shit done and i was thinking i was like wait do the math oh oh <laughs> As soon as I saw it, I was just like, Star Wars needs to do more more stuff like this. Um, like it's it visually, it's amazing. Um, and they were when I tell you that I didn't there was not a scratch on them coming out of this, like they were they were wreaking havoc. Um, so obviously we see them sneak on the ship. Uh they're making really light work of these stormtroopers. I don't know where Moff Gideon got these stormtroopers from, but they're not the ones guy like they're really trash um so they were getting smoked very easily uh and we see mando obviously after after the girls like causing like this huge distraction you kind of just see him tiptoe off the ship like it's clear <laughs> like, like i think i'm good um joelle i'll go to you so we obviously oh, wait wait oh really sorry quick. go ahead to you go ahead to you i was just gonna say and like joelle can comment on it you can comment on it too mm-hmm. but wasn't it hilarious that like as soon as they were on the ship like boba just like yeeted himself out like i've never seen a person disappear so quickly <laughs> he was like all right bye peace <laughs> i did think it was really weird that he didn't get out to help no like, bye. <laughs> then i realized why dave filoni and john favreau yes. made it to where he didn't get off the ship yeah. And we'll right. get into that later because it's um, a huge reason why yeah. he decided not to get off that ship. I realized I think, it too afterwards. I was like, wait a fair, minute. To be fair, obviously Boba didn't know what was coming later on, but I'm saying as far as the writers, the writers were like, mm-hmm. it's kind of best if these two aren't in the same room at the same right. time because that's a <laughs> conversation Boba doesn't It's very awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute! I swear to God, I killed you. I killed you. Like I, it was it was a good day for me that day. I killed you. I know I did. Uh, no, I saw you fall. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, all right, so Joao, I'm gonna go to you. Obviously, we see um, uh, Mando sneaking on, and his part of the the mission is to shut down the dark troopers before they can get um, you know, they can get uh booted up. So obviously, yeah. we see them booted up. All right, Joel. Everyone on the internet is crying about this. I didn't think it was a big deal, mainly because Sp- the Amazing Spider-Man Two exists. But 
what were your thoughts about Terminator 2 meets Dubstep? Like, what were your thoughts on that? Who was crying? I thought that was fine. I think, I, I think that was a great way to explain it, though. Terminator. It reminded me of Terminator 1. <laughs> That's how fucking kind of scary it was. Um, well, You know, it looked a lot better in Terminator 1. Terminator 1 had really bad CJ. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, those those troopers are crazy. Like I, the first time we saw them, like on um, a couple episodes ago, they kind of like I'm like I was just so surprised how well they looked flying around. Like they kind of look like Iron Man uh, droids. I'm like, oh, they're really cool looking, um, and they're pretty badass and strong. And like to see how much you know Mando struggled and how that fucking armor is fucking beast that he took like eight punches to the face <laughs> and it hurt the wall behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is the name of that armor again? The, 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 the Beskar. Beskar. Yeah. I always forget, call it Banther or some shit. It's Beskar. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. That armor, adamantium. That's what it is. Yes, it is Star Wars Adamantium. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is. Which is actually um, a really good conversation, obviously not for now, but for a later point. Could Adamantium slice through Beskar? That's a good question. <laughs> That's a really good question because we know unbreakable is adamantium. Like whenever right. someone's like, "What's a metal that can't break?" Adamantium, easily, right? It's right, like, right. Now you look at Beskar and you're like, "Hmm." But with Beskar, um, lightsaber versus Beskar, lightsaber will win eventually because Beskar will eventually like melt, melt down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, right. you won't see that during the fight too. Right, we're, we're gonna get to that because that that is something to point out is that like. Everyone's telling him, like, dude, your armor in that spear, unbreakable. And he's fighting Moff, and he's like, what? what? Like, <laughs> like, like, is this the right spear? Like, yeah. this one? Um, but no, Joel, I, I really did like it. And what stood out to me the most of that specific scene is when he's like, oh, phew, I closed the door. And you see the hand <laughs> grab it and rip it open. And he's yeah. like, oh, shit. <laughs> Um, but he was getting thrown around, man. When I say he was, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of um, the Thomas Jane Punisher when he was fighting the Russian. Yeah. Like, he's getting manhandled. He's though. getting manhandled, bro. Um, and it took literally every weapon in his arsenal <laughs> yeah, to real. make that one uh, death of that one robot work. That's why, like, towards the end, Moff Gideon was like, you could barely beat one. And, like, I, all I wanted the camera to do was pan the Mando, and Mando's like, yeah, no, he's he's spitting facts. Like, I that, that shit's tough. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna die, sure. guys. <laughs> I honestly thought that that's when we would see the Darksaber um, used for, for that. We'll, we'll get to that, but that, that's, when, that's when I was starting to think. Yeah, no, but this was a great scene. So, obviously, we see Mando finally take out this this robot with the, uh, the spear, the Beskar spear. Um, and yeah, right. he's able to pull the lever to release these robots into space, which is weird right. because when he did it, like, remember, this was their plan. I don't yeah. know how Mando, Boba, and Finnick watched these robots fly yeah. in the episode where they took Grogu, and none of them thought that these robots could refly fly back. <laughs> back to the ship. Um, oh, like, man. They were hoping space would work on droids. Who knew? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> No, and what's funny about that is I think they were forgetting they flew out of space to come take yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. obviously that doesn't work for them. Um, but again, it was a smart idea for that moment. Um AJ, I'll go Kill to you. Time. A- absolutely, I'll go to you, AJ. So after that, we kind of see um I'm gonna call it the I don't know what I, I want to call their squad. I gotta think of like a really nice name to call A Force. 
The A force. We've already got A force, man. Right. Um. Okay. All right. For A force part two. Just because yeah. I can't think of anything else, we'll call it A two. So obviously, we see them um, getting stuff done, uh, making their way to the bridge. Um. What AJ? Be honest. Were you a little concerned when her her gun jam? Like, oh shit, she's about to die. Like, no, not no. at all. I actually, I thought it was hilarious. Um, the reason too. why the reason why I wasn't afraid of that is because she had a team that would protect her regardless. Bogotan, Phoenix, even Phoenix said, "I got your back." And right then and there, she was like, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> so it wasn't it was I wasn't really scared for her at all because eventually she'll be able to unjam her weapon because she's what's what's the word a pro of what she I, does i personally loved it when she's just like smacking it and then like the uh-huh. dings and she's like nope i got it and then like she's just unloading mm-hmm. on, on everybody that was just great though because i think fennec was like or some one of them was like oh you need help there and Bo-Katan she's like said that yeah 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 and she's like no no, no no i got it i got it yeah. <laughs> it's like you know what the best part about that was <laughs> Well, I didn't even realize they were all women. I didn't, it didn't even hit me. Like, oh shit, they are all women. It did not catch me at all. No, they guys. did in a very like natural way. Without very nice. No, uh, as soon as um um Den said, "I'll go alone," I was like, "Okay." <laughs> Den doesn't want to be shown off by the girls, so he's just like, "I'm gonna go alone." So. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, but see, that's why I'm saying, Joel, that's why I always say if you make this, if you make this something that's normal, your exact response to it will be, you know, will be kind of like that because it's not something you're really thinking about because it's like, yeah. oh, this is so normal. I'm so used to seeing all girl squads getting stuff done that, you know, I'm not looking at it like a huge, oh, wow, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, this was great. This was really, really, really good. The fact that we, we got the boys, what was it, like a few months ago, um, giving us the first edition of Girls Get Shit Done, and then us, you know, getting the ultimate version of it in this. Um, but obviously, we, we see them take the bridge, and they're like, where the hell is Moff Gideon? After they shot literally everybody on that bridge. Man, um, she was so they, <laughs> Yeah, Bo-Katan didn't even, like, look to ask, like, hey, like, were you guys, like, forced to do this? Do you guys want to, like, be prisoners or just leave Death. we're killing we're killing all of you take no um, prisoners we take no prisoners and it, what was funny was <laughs> cardoon is like no we're definitely bringing off gideon back but the rest of these people no you you can you can kill them yeah That's no screw them <laughs> um but obviously they're looking for moff gideon which pans us back to mando as he is just brutally murdering those two stormtrooper guards <laughs> um he snaps one's neck and then Sticks the spear through the other ones. Yeah. Uh, he opens the door to see Moff Gideon with the dark saber to uh, Grogu as Tia starts to tie her boots and put on her jetpack to make her way into that scene. Um, <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, but no, I will say there is nothing more like heartbreaking than seeing <laughs> handcuffs on a child. Like what? What? What is that? Um, but I love this scene. This scene stood out to me probably like it was top two for me, mainly because Mando in that moment is just like, nope. I, I had a whole conversation with Bo, but nope, I don't care. You can leave. Like I don't even I don't even want you dead. You can go. I just want the kid. And it's like, wait, really? Yeah. Nope. Oh. 
<laughs> like, like Mo Gideon as he's walking away is even like, man, I don't, you don't get it. I, I don't believe it. <laughs> Hold on, let me let me kill him before he kills me. Um, but I I, I love that scene, but I want to get more in. Like I, I left out like a bulk of the actual conversation, so you guys can dive in here. Um, Tia, I, I, I'll go to you. Your thoughts okay. on uh, your thoughts on. Mando making his way in there, kind of seeing Grogu, and then kind of just being in, like, whatever I got to do to get this kid out of here, I'm doing it. You know, like, sign me up. I, I don't even want to fight. I just want the kid. Yeah, no, man. Like, I feel as if I related to Mando. Because uh, me, me and, like, coworkers back in the day when we used to work at our on our own at, you know, minimum wage jobs that no one cared about, we were like, if anyone ever came in to rob this place we wouldn't even fight we'd be like here's the register take whatever you want just you know don't don't hurt us it's cool i never saw your face um <laughs> but uh, i'm actually blind like i'm legally blind <laughs> i'm legally blind i i actually am legally blind so i could just take my contacts out or take my glasses off yeah, I and i wouldn't e- i couldn't even see you so I, cool. didn't, I didn't see anything you know <laughs> me being a i'll but, write you a note <laughs> <laughs> I did not see anything. <laughs> but uh, when the doors open and there was Moff Gideon with the lightsaber, it's like it was one of those moments where it's so funny because, you know, it is a TV show, but it's just how invested you get in things. I literally like stood up. I was like, no, no, you, Moff, you put that dark saber away. You don't put it on baby Yoda's head. Um, but uh, it was a great conversation, and you you guys know I always praised praise praise um, Giancarlo Esposito because I really think he did a phenomenal job delivering his lines there, and it was oh, almost yeah. yeah right. It was it was yes, a really did. good conversation where I don't know Moff was almost making sense. I don't know. It was like this really like uh, it was like. It was like they're having a conversation where it's like, all right, you know, Mando, you don't care about this whole Mandalorian thing about like, you know, Mandalorian stuff. You don't care about this. It's like, I know you only care about the child. Like, let's speak reasonably here without all of, say, the extremists, pretty much, if that makes sense. Um, And for a second, I really thought that Moff was just going to walk off. I was like, oh, is that how they're not going to kill him and we'll have him for like season three and everything like that? I just thought that would have been funny. Like imagine Mando like goes back to all the girls and the Bo-Katan's like, where's Moff Gideon? And he's like, oh no, I, I let him go. But I got Grogu back and like, they're like, yeah. like, did you at least get the dark saber? No, I let him leave with me. Mando, <laughs> yeah. what, what did we talk about? Like, it was the first time I ever he's saw like, it. He's like, I don't know what... <laughs> It's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I clearly stated from day one that I just cared about getting the child back. So I got yeah. the child back. I'm good. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just absolutely. a thing. <laughs> that was clearly all he cared about. And he wasn't even trying to hide that. Like, hey, guys, no, he, I really I doubt, like, I really doubt that he would have even turned around and started like blasting yeah. at Moff Gideon. Like, I really just yeah. feel like he he's consistent, though. You he's know? consistent. Yeah. So Fair I, enough, so anyway that was a great scene that really was that little prelude before the fighting actually happened and um 
I'm sure you're going to want to pass it to someone else, but I do want to say quickly that I did think that was a really great choreographed scene, like the fight scene. Yes. Oh, yeah. I I completely agree. I was going to go to you next, AJ. Um, Seeing the Darksaber versus the the Beskar spear, um, and and more importantly, I'm going to lead you into this, AJ. When you first see the saber and the spear connect and you start to see the orange ring around that one spot of the Beskar spear, it literally looked like if Moff Gideon kept it there for like a few seconds longer, it might have went through. Um, but that's how powerful that dark saber is. Um, but AJ, what were your thoughts on the actual fight? And were you shocked that Moff Gideon didn't just walk away when he had the opportunity? Uh, not really. Um, with Moff Gideon, he's he's very strategical. Um, mm-hmm. So what I was thinking, he was like, I think he knew he was going to lose to them. <clears throat> and he purpose, purposely, or at least he tried, um, but he did <laughs> lose. Um, so it was it was all planned out by him because he knew he was going to lose to um, try to get them to fight each other um, near the end for the end goal. At I, least. Agree, I agree with that. So overall, the fight was <laughs> very, very, very good. Um, off topic, the lighting of this series, the show right here is incredible. I'm watching it right now. That's why I'm so quiet while you guys are talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just everything that's planned out between Moff Gideon and how reactionary Din is um, just towards everything. I just felt like it was really cool. Sorry, Tia sent me something about the only person on earth I, I think I would literally push into a volcano. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry about that, AJ. Um, no, but I'm I, I'm I'm with you. That was a really great fight, and you were talking about the the, the lighting of it. Um, you really have to give whoever the stunt chore- uh, choreographers are mm-hmm. uh, for this show like a lot, a lot of praise. Um, but shows like this are why it's important that the Oscars have a stunt uh, a stunt award section um, because this is an art form. I mean, if you're telling me Suicide Squad won because Killer Croc looked, you know, like Killer Croc, then I would tell you, yeah. I would tell you, well, what about the stunt people of all the scenes Margot was doing or Will was doing? Um, that's equally as special as someone painting you for six hours. So. Um, you know, to me, they do need a lot more rec- recognition than they get, mainly because a lot of people look at like a lot of people looked at the the Bad Boys three and they're like, man, Will Smith jumping off buildings. Man, Will Smith ain't jump off shit. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was the stunt guy. Um, but you know, people don't really think about stunt people at all. Oh. It's kind of just like, oh, that's the star doing it. The only uh, person who actually does that is Tom Cruise. Like the right. only person and Psycho. Jackie Chan. Yeah, him, yes too. yes you're yeah. right you're right so those two literally the only they're, one if it, it's not those two they didn't jump off that they're, they're uninsured by the way <laughs> <laughs> that's why they get away with it <laughs> um yeah no 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 tom cruise is like i i would love to see the papers he has to sign before he does a movie um, yeah for real you know, it's like tom if you die this time I'm not liable for this shit. It's like, yeah, yeah. Why do you think he's so tense? <laughs> That's why he was so built up. He's like, hey, hey, I did not jump off one helicopter for you people to risk my my movie. Stop this shit. Um, 
but no, uh, no, AJ, I completely agree with you. But yes, yeah, some people do need a lot more help than they get. But Joel, I'll go to you, man. Yes. Um, because we were talking about this, we were getting into it a little bit, but you said let's wait till we get to the actual scene. So we're okay. here now. We see Mando yeah. off Gideon back to the uh, the bridge. Uh-huh. Um, and we see <laughs> I okay, let me tell you, I don't know if anyone else knew this immediately like I did, but I was dying laughing when she was like, What the fuck happened? And and, and Cara Dune's like brought Moff Gideon back. That's what happened. And <laughs> no, that's not what she's talking about. <laughs> she wants to know why you have that saber in your hand. Um, so I'm not going to go any further. I'm going to let you you enter us into this, Joel. What were okay. your thoughts on, on this exchange of uh, kind of like a, a little bit of a jaw-dropping moment of, dude, we went over this. <laughs> like That's supposed to be my guy. I was supposed to do this. Um, so what were your thoughts? Uh, well, before that, I, I just wanted my opinion on the fight because I thought it was oh, a yeah, great go fight ahead, too. Go ahead, go ahead. And um, well, as I said, Prince Oberyn would be proud. It's like redemption for that last fight. <laughs> he had his Prince Oberyn. He got to beat Moff Gideon with that spear. So I thought that was really <laughs> cool. As a fan of Game of Thrones, I'm like, yes, Prince, the prince would be proud. Um, it's, it's it was a great scene. Um, I, I now eventually he does win, like you were talking about, and. Um, like we were talking about earlier about the armor being so fucking strong. I was just, it was just really cool to see all around. And we were talking earlier also about being like a Western and like how that, like Amanda walks into every room with that pistol, like he's going to kill like anything that moves. Um, but look, he walked in, he, look, he won. He got the, now he has, um, Grogu with him. He has dark, he literally walks in with the dark saber in his hand and fucking mob getting in front of him. Now look at. What else is he supposed to do in that scene? <laughs> Just not confront the guy t- attacked him from behind, you know? At the end of the day, he was going to let him walk. He didn't give a fuck about him. He just wanted the fucking baby, but this nigga tried to kill him. <laughs> like, so he was, you know, he was doing what he had to do. So he didn't think twice. He doesn't know anything about that damn saber. So he, he went in there. He's like, look, I got him. I found, you know, you know, I found him with the baby. He was, you know, threatening the baby. I, I, I did what I had to do. Here you go. And then it looked like what uh, AJ was saying. This was all premeditated. This motherfucker, like literally the whole episode, he was telling Mando everything that he saw. And it was everything we saw like a minute later. Like he saw everything ahead of time. And I don't know how he was doing it. Did he have a monitor next to him all the whole time? Like, is there cameras everywhere? Because Mom <laughs> Gideon knew everything. It was crazy. So, yeah, I do agree. It was all plans. So they would fight each other. Now, again, he tried to yield. He's like, I don't want it. You can have it. <laughs> he don't know. He, he don't know. He didn't know. He didn't care, you know? It was all about protecting the baby. So I respect Mando, again, for doing anything he needs to do just to get, you know, Grogu back. Now, I want to specify this. I think there's a difference in what you just said. There's a difference wow. in not knowing, which I, I very I very truly believe it's possible he did not know. How do you, how do you not watch that scene and think otherwise? <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Here's, here's why I, I, I was saying that. It's because even if he did know, he didn't care. He wasn't going to, to risk it. Uh, at the expense of Grogu anyway but that's why I said there's a difference in in between that because the reason why me and AJ were saying it's weird that he doesn't know is that he's part of the Death Watch Death Watch was led by Pre Vizsla it's very very hard to believe that a group led by the the guy that had it does not know the legend of it Um, so that's why me and AJ were kind of like it's a little weird that he didn't 
hear about this like at all. Uh, he also thinks all Mandalorians keep their helmet on. No, like, no, no, that's no, no, why no. For that, me, it's you that's know what I mean. Different because that that specific creed has that keep your helmet on at all time. But a dark saber is something all creeds should know. It's not just one creed that values that saber. That's why she was saying the the holder of it is now the leader of all of Mandalore. Right, um, which we knew ahead of time. But like the whole fighting for it thing, that's new to me too. I didn't know about that. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. That, well, okay, all right. Here's here's what I tell people that were like they didn't they didn't know that it was said, but not as clearly here when Maul fought Vizsla, and then after he fought him, everyone yielded to Maul, not because they were like, oh my god, he's gonna kill me. He has yeah, favor now. I know whoever had it was, was whatever, but I didn't know you had to fight for it to get it because I swear to God, Sabine just gave it over to fucking. Um, I did see someone point that out. They were like, Sabine just gave it to Pokatan. Because to be fair, it wasn't necessarily Sabine's to begin with. Like she didn't. What's well, not fucking anybody's to begin with? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm saying right then and there, it was Moff Gideon's. He obviously at some point fought. Um, Bo-Katan, we're assuming, to get the Darksaber in the first place. So that was that was the yield that got him it. So it was the idea of, now Mando just beat him to get it. Shit, now I gotta beat you to get it. Um, so that was the whole point. That Again, that's what I'm saying. If you remember that episode of Maul and Pre Vizsla, that was why yeah, Maul I remember challenged that. him. Yeah. That was yeah. why he challenged him. That's why he said... Yeah, I, I got that. I yeah. just uh, like I just didn't understand like when I told you about like what's what Sabine had it and gave it away. So that's why for me it was I didn't know that was the early thing. I just thought you could concede. That's why I thought if like Mando wanted it, you could just concede and yield here, have it. <laughs> no, they actually have to fight. <laughs> I didn't know that. Right, yeah, okay. No, no, look, that's that's completely fair. That is something that I, I assume at some point Filoni will have to talk about a little bit. Um, do but, you guys think, by the way, sorry to interrupt, yeah, no, go ahead, go ahead. do you guys think if it was just Bo-Katan and Din there and Din was like, I yield, take Hell the fucking yeah. thing, that she would have been <laughs> like, oh, okay, cool, I'll just no. tell them we had some, like, epic fight or something yeah. like no. that. No, He's because, ignorant. <laughs> no, because she knows deep down, deep down, you would have had to look yourself in the mirror each day knowing you didn't get it the right way. Um, because it's so exhausting. Because if honestly, if she honestly felt that way in the moment, she would have just taken it right then and there. No, because but 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 this fucker's right there. The the others looked around, you know, Moff Gideon, Koska, you know, Moff Gideon's the guy you're kind of hoping dies soon. So who cares what he has to say? I'm just saying there were more (laughs) eyes on her, especially like Koska, who's been by her side. So she may feel as if she was letting her down in her eyes. But it's like if the two of them were just there, that's what Bo-Katan wants, like more than anything. Yeah, apparently. All like Din, like all Bogotan needs to do is throw like one really lame punch at right. Din, and then Din just like <laughs> pretends to lay on sell the it, ground. Sell it. Yes. <laughs> Usually, honestly, honestly, what Moff Gideon wasn't really elaborating on because the scene didn't really call for it was it's not just a matter of like, oh, I defeated you, but well, she needs to kill him or something. Need, is that the it, thing? Need to kill. I mean, they say you can yield. 
But in the history of Mandalore, you usually have to kill the other person to get. But Moff Gideon. What is this like? Alive. What is this? The freaking like Battle of Wakanda or something? Like you know, even Baku like yielded to you know T'Challa. So well, you gotta remember. You gotta remember this. This was instituted in 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 a time where it was just like, no, kill him. No, but he said he's done. No, 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 kill him. Um, but again, we're, we're, we're digging way too deep into this, but it was just the yeah, idea. That we'll definitely learn why, more in the future. That was why um, it meant so much. And when he said it, as soon as she, she sounded like, what happened? I was like, I completely just remembered. <laughs> he can't just give it to her. <laughs> like, I immediately was just like, ooh, yikes. Um, but I, I, I loved how that played out. I loved how Moff Gideon was trying to hype it. Um, I love when we get the little, um, such an instigator. Yeah. He was a little shit in that second. One thing I did love was she wasn't losing her cool about it. It was just more so like, all right, I'm not going to stress it, but. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. I disagree. I saw her eyes. She was screaming on the inside. <laughs> it was more so just like, all right, I'm I'm going to have to whoop your ass before we leave this ship like that. Sorry, it's it's going to have to happen. Um, but no, I, I, I love that scene right there. Uh, huge callback to Clone Wars, obviously, Filoni, uh, but more so to the lore of, of the Mandalorians. Loved it. Uh, so obviously we see that the, the dark troopers are making their way back to the ship um to to make their way to the bridge to take on everybody like moff gideon said to kill everyone but me and that little baby there Mm -hmm. uh and what he meant by that was obviously he had programmed the um the dark troopers to not kill grogu as we see uh when they stole him in the first place Mm -hmm. um so the most important thing that we didn't point out in the scene where uh manda was fighting moff gideon was Moff Gideon said something that, um, if you even cared, spoke volumes, which was, you can have the kid. I got what I needed, which was to study his blood, which again, he mm-hmm. needs the midichlorians from his blood to help create Snoke. Um, mm. So to me, when he said that, that should let everyone knows, again, who even cares, it's a good chance they got what they need to build Snoke now. Um, right. Now, when Snoke gets built, I'll get into the timeline of all that before we, we wrap the show up. But that's what he meant by, I got what I need. That, you know, I had a kid, I care less. Um, but obviously, I think there was a little bit more he needed from that kid. Uh, he just couldn't let it let it seem like, you know, he was desperate for it. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, we see the, the Dark Troopers making their way to the, um, to the bridge. And... The scene that I was really glad, uh, shout out to Star Wars Theory on, uh, on YouTube and, and Twitter. I was watching his live stream with, uh, with, with Dakota. Um, we were all crying. Um, when you, when you kind of see everyone tensing up, you hear the tense music. When these robots get through, they're going to just start wrecking everybody. When you see that X-Wing, when I saw that X-Wing come through, I immediately said, there is no fucking way they're doing this. There's no (laughs) way they're about to do this. And the scene that made literally, as we're watching his, as we're watching his live, the scene that made me start crying immediately is when you see 
that green lightsaber light up. I it, it brought me back to when I remember watching Return of the Jedi on VHS as a kid and just thinking, this guy is just like the fucking coolest guy ever. Um, and you just see Luke make the easiest of work of these fucking robots. Um, but I loved it when <laughs> Grogu's walking up to the screen like, that's the guy I called. I called him. Like, <laughs> like this is what I was doing in that, that little temple scene. He reached out to me. <laughs> reached out to me and, and what a lot of people don't know is usually when you reach out to someone in the force the connection is 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 as if i'm sorry you're sending a text message or making a phone call like someone can receive it and then you speak through the force mm-hmm. um so i i wholeheartedly believe when luke arrived in the x-wing they shared that moment that connection of like i'm coming yeah. And Grogu, you saw Grogu's face when he done it landed. Right. Right. It was like, all right, help is here, guys. Like, that's why I'm like, man, I'm kind of glad that Grogu can't talk. Cause if he could, that would have been more. He's like, guys, Jedi's here. <laughs> Everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? No, no. I, I spoke to him on his way here. He's 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 here. <laughs> he's he's right outside. Um, but uh I, I love that that uh that and then obviously like i was saying he made quick work and where i'm going to get into the entire geekdom of, of of how beautiful this scene was um the different stances luke took to take out these robots um one of the stances was was an iconic stance of anakin's i loved it and then what i loved the most was he used the forbidden move jedi aren't allowed to force crush um well, the, the rule is you're not allowed to force crush uh, any living organism. Um, so obviously these are robots. So it was kind of like your, your way around that. Right. Um, but it was forbidden. No one outside of Mace Windu um, had used it. Because Mace Windu is the reason why Grievous, um, it, it's hard for Grievous to breathe. He used that move and, and crushed Grievous's, uh, Grievous's chest. So that's why mm-hmm. he breathes so hard. Um, but you're not allowed to use that move. But Grievous is weird. <laughs> Grievous is very weird. Um, he's alive, so that's why. It yeah, was, that's, no, no, yeah. to do that. He was uh, a hybrid. <laughs> right, right. He had an actual heart, so that was, right. was really weird. Um, but again, Luke doesn't care about forbidden moves. Why? Because Luke is now the Jedi Order. There are no other. Jedi. Right, he is the Jedi. He, he is the Jedi. Um. So, Joel, I'll go to you first, man. He ain't not X-Wing. What, did you see the X-Wing and know that it was Luke? Or was, no. it, it, was it until you saw the, the lightsaber light up? No. I knew it when he, when, when, um, when he landed. after Because I, I expected another X-Wing. Because when I first saw it, I, I literally thought the, uh, the X-Wings from the first couple episodes. So I'm like, maybe they showed up for some reason. I don't know. That was the first thing that popped in my head. But then when I realized it was just the one X-Wing, and then it got real quiet. Then I saw Grogu's family. Oh shit, they're not gonna do. Because in my head, I'm like, it was always a cool idea that it might happen, but I never, in my wildest mind, expected it to happen. So I, I was sitting there in anticipation. And of course, you see them the, the hood. I'm like, oh motherfucker, they're doing it. And then you see the lightsaber, and it's like, yep, <laughs> uh, they're doing it. And like, and I, I was just in shock. That whole beautiful scene of him taking down every single. Uh, whatever they call dark droids, whatever dark, those guys, dark troopers. Uh, 
Oh man, um, it was just great because I honestly expected them to use the dark saber to fight them off. Because you know, I'm like, oh, finally they're gonna use it and it's gonna make sense. But oh, they didn't need to because someone else with a lightsaber, a different type of lightsaber, did all the work for them. But yeah, it was a, it was great. It was like it was awesome, awe inspiring. I just sat there with my mouth open and complete shock that they actually pulled it off. And then like sitting there, sitting there, and sitting there thinking. Did they cast who I thought they were going to cast? Because I didn't know what they, you know, because they didn't show his face the whole time until he got in, until they let him in, until like Mando let him in. And then it goes for the reveal. And I sat there thinking, did they really cast? Because in my head, I'm like, we all wanted like Sebastian Stan to get casted to be like a younger Luke. And so I'm like, did they really do that behind our backs and then never got out? Because that's fucking amazing. That right there is magic. That, 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 that happened and no one knew about it. But no, they went in a different direction. They went with the de-aging of Mark Hamill, which I'm totally fine with especially if you're doing it like him he's not in a lot of scenes i'll find with it you know um and so it, it was beautiful it worked out beautifully yeah i i cried for a whole hour i cried and i clapped 3 a.m in the morning i'm making all this noise um <laughs> it, it it the, the great reason, the reason why i got super emotional is um, if you don't read the comics um your your history of luke is a little bit of training he got for his big fight in the originals and then ultimately four seconds in the last jedi so ultimately if, if you never read the the comics you've never seen luke at his full at his full potential um mm. and it, it's one of the biggest things that it's like how do you not do that right um and this kind of was what every star wars fan wanted I want to see Luke like he did all that training. You know, you assume he did all the training after uh, the events of Return of the Jedi. Like, how mm -hmm. powerful is he? What does he look like now? Like, how strong is he? And The Last Jedi was kind of just like, I don't give a shit about any of your wants. Um, and we ultimately <laughs> didn't get the Luke that we wanted. So this was a chance for us to kind of see like, God damn, he's so powerful. Like, this is how powerful Anakin was in Revenge of the Sith. That's how powerful Luke was. I'd even say might be stronger um, because he's a little bit more kind of well on with the force uh, than Anakin was in that moment. Um, but I, 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 yes, tears. Sorry, Tia, I better go to you. <laughs> I could talk about this for forever. Um, but what were your thoughts, Tia? Like, when did you know it was Luke? Was it when you, like, when he actually took the hood off or did the lightsaber give it away? Like, when did you? Kind of, <laughs> it took you that long. <laughs> um at 10 o'clock this morning when Kanan goes hey can you write this article um it has spoilers in it and I hadn't watched oh, the episode no. yet and it was about uh Boba Fett's oh. new um show and I see and and I see in the article and Luke Skywalker DH made an appearance I go oh okay I guess he's in the episode oh, <laughs> oh that's the worst <laughs> he felt really bad I'm sorry if Kane listens to it he felt really bad about it I was like oh I haven't seen the episode yet <laughs> Yeah, I did that. I did that uh, to Joel once. It, it, it's the worst feeling because, like, there's I'll nothing worse than assuming someone knows and then forgetting. It's just easier to ask, like, hey, did you see it yet before? Like, you know, but in the moment, you're not really thinking of it. And it's just like the worst feeling to have spoiled and, and like, <laughs> rob somebody of an experience. 
but it didn't take like, that to experience. Me, it didn't <laughs> take away honestly like it didn't at all i still thought it was like a such an epic thing because it reminded me a little not like a whole lot but a little of remember an end game where all the avengers are going against thanos and then you see that and you think they're defeated but then suddenly captain marvel comes in like all the blasters mm-hmm. aim towards the sky almost to me almost felt like similar where mm-hmm. you as you guys are saying you could feel their fear in there waiting for the dark troopers to come in because there's like absolutely no way that they're going to go against it. as mop gideon says you may put in a valiant effort but it will be for naught so then suddenly when the ship was coming and grogu touched the screen i was like oh my god and it was so badass people were show i think even joan you showed me um the similarities between luke uh being there and darth vader seen in um rogue one like it was just so awesome seeing him just make such easy work of those dark troopers and i loved the last one where he absolutely crushed that dark trooper that was just so great um and i thought the de-aging technology looked really good i i had hope that they had like got sebastian stan in i understand I understand. Yeah, right. Like I understand yeah. the um, the nostalgia of having Mark Hamill. Of course, Mark Hamill is amazing. But if they're expecting to, and if it was just a one-off, then it was a one-off. But if they're expecting for this to be a long-lasting thing, I think that they need to go with a more viable solution. Um, but it was it was just cool because I feel like um, the whole Mandalorian show has always been to almost detach themselves from Jedi. And we got into it a little with Ahsoka, but it almost just felt so good having a Jedi and having the Jedi to be the one that can't. Because weren't we last week or so sitting there thinking to ourselves, okay, who's going to be the Jedi? Is it yep. going to be, um, what's the guy's name? Enzo or something? Ezra. Oh, Ezra. Ezra, sorry. <laughs> you know, is it going to be Ezra? Is it going to be this? Is it going to be that? It's like, no, no, no. It's going to be fucking Luke. <laughs> and, and R2, it made the and most you, sense. And you guys aren't even mentioning that R two D two is it? I was yeah. like, oh. well, I, I want to get to that. I want to get to that because, um, like only I've only seen like the the hardcore Star Wars like uh peers that were talking about this, but um, when R two is is talking to Grogu, it's not like a oh hey like welcome to the team. They've seen each other before. Um, Grogu obviously was raised in the in the Jedi Temple during the the events of Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith. Anakin was walking all through that shit with R two D two every day. Um, it's very easy to believe Grogu's seen R two D two before, and R two was kind of looking like I've, you look familiar. Like I think R two thought he was Yoda. Yeah, um, and I think Grogu was like I've seen you before. R two's like Yoda. <laughs> oh shit! I thought I saw you die, and yeah. it's like, no, not Yoda. Um, so I, I do assume at some point, at some point during that trip back to um wherever Luke's heading, he's gonna have to tell R two like thirty times, it's not Yoda. Don't call him Yoda, like please, okay? <laughs> like don't embarrass me. Um, but no, it was a moment that Grogu was sharing because he he did remember seeing R two before. Um, so that was more so like a, wow, like it's shit, it's been forever. And to R2, it's like, shit, thought you were dead. Um, uh-huh. so 
it was just like a really, really, really warm moment. But um, I'm not gonna skip over the the. I, I know the emotional parts. Tia, uh, Tia wants to to get to. Um, I will say, uh, what stood out to me when Grogu kind of like Luke's like, "Come on, little one," and Grogu's kind of like, "I don't know, Dad. Like, is it cool?" <laughs> like, like Mando's like, he doesn't want to go, and he's like, "No, he's just waiting for you to say it's cool." And Mando's like, oh shit, okay, come here. <laughs> like, like, you gotta go, man. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but what I loved the most was, and it, it's so crazy that we finally got this scene because I, I I said this to you guys last week when we did uh the episode that Grogu's never seen Mando's face. Um right. you even see when he's trying to peek when they're drinking soup, like the fuck do you look like under there <laughs> like are you ugly um so like you know he's never seen it before so this was this was huge and the only reason this scene stood out to me the most like i, I didn't really resonate with the idea of like uh what it necessarily meant to mando and grogu it stood out to me because it's a mirror of, of the last time we saw darth vader and luke that's what vader said um vader took off the mask so anakin i mean so uh luke can see his real father um one last time um and it just immediately brought me back to like how crazy that was to where it's like he finally did it he came full circle and now it's i want to see what you look like that um you know before i possibly you know before i don't see you ever again right Um, and they recast you in the future right and they recast you in the future (laughs) (laughs) Um, <laughs> that was good, Joe. I like that. Um, so that that's where my mind went immediately. But but Tia, I, I know you were the waterworks were heavy. Um, I don't know what you're talking about because the episode I saw was Baby Yoda deciding that you know what? No, he doesn't want to use the Force, and he went back with Mando. Mando gave him the ball to play with that he collected from the rubble of his ship, and they lived happily ever after. Yeah. Can I say to you, you're not the you're not the only person um, I heard say that, and it's so it's so funny because yes, that would have been super adorable. Like, all right, so to me. In like my alternate mind, like after I saw like people talking about like, man, he never got the the little uh the little knob back. I was thinking, John Favreau, how did you miss this? Everyone would have started immediately crying if as they're in the the elevator and they're kind of like having that final stare off. Mm-hmm. Uh Mando pulls like he goes, Oh yeah, and he pulls it out and Grogu uses the force to like to like pull Stop. it. <laughs> Um, and then like you know and then like the doors close and it's kind of like oh man like that would have really struck to the core but um no this this hurt too the the idea of like Grogu kind of looking at him and like giving him like I'm gonna be okay it's it's gonna be all right like you know you did it um and then Mando kind of giving him the head nod of like I love you man like like that was like it was really emotional and I gotta give Pedro Pascal so much credit um, it's not easy to look at a de-aging Mark Hamill in a puppet and cry like that. Yeah. Um, but goddamn, did that man make that work? Um, and it felt like, like again, I always bring this up. I don't have a kid, but like I always assume, like not being, you know what I'm saying? Like that, a moment like that, like it's like a a part of you is like leaving. Um. So yeah, yeah and that and that's how I felt. Like that was <laughs> yeah, so I, I personally me because Grogu's my son also. 
no, no, you're not gonna. No, I, I, I wanted to offer like what I was thinking through that scene. Um, it, it's okay. So remember when Ahsoka was communicating with Grogu and they were just having a stare off, but in reality they were communicating with each other. And the fact that Luke could do that, you know, like I feel as if that moment with Ahsoka was set up so that when this moment happens where you know din is like he doesn't want to go with you that we know as the audience like no luke can actually understand what grogu is thinking and he understands that grogu is thinking i need dad's permission um and that scene was like oh my like as you said pedro pascal is literally like acting to a puppet and as we have said time and time again what he will do for grogu because you see Grogu just touching his helmet and he doesn't really even hesitate. He takes it off. The man who the episode before was so uncomfortable being without a helmet for an extended period of time doesn't even feel that because it's like he wants Grogu to see his face. Like, my God, I'm going to start crying. It is so emotional. <laughs> All right? I was just like, and then, you know, but of course, like Luke played it very well. He was like, I will protect this child with my life you know it was like you know that he came in he was like okay you make quick work of the dark troopers he didn't even he didn't even care about like moff gideon or anything else like empire he was just like oh no i'm here for the kid like we we talked on the phone together so I'm here <laughs> for him. we texted <laughs> it was so emotional i was like and then like mando just standing there just i was like I can't I can't this is like it's too much for me all right and I will say though to I was talking to Joanne about this right and if they don't like all right Joanne was like maybe they'll have a Luke Skywalker show okay let's say they don't hypothetically Mm -hmm. you're you're telling me that disney is okay with getting rid of like their biggest cash cow do you know for the past two years how big of a toy item baby yoda has been i just did an article for a client of mine of the top five biggest holiday gifts this year and fucking baby yoda was number one so you're telling me that disney's like okay with getting rid of that i don't know i don't <laughs> i'm sorry that's not aggressive i was just like no <laughs> from a business stance it like from a story stance i'm very sad and but i can't even though i'm sad and i and i sit there and say i'm depressed i'm like for the story it's bittersweet right you know you give your you give your son up so that he could have a better life very anakin even though we know what happened to anakin um but from a business hold on hold on, hold on. what did you mean by that well because oh. when no, because someone did the parallel, right? Where Anakin's mother gave Anakin to... Um, oh, okay, okay. You know, okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking <laughs> Anakin gave up his kids so they could have a better life. I was going to say, no, 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 no. as far as he no. knew, his kids were dead. <laughs> no, 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 I'm saying that Anakin, <laughs> I'm saying that Anakin's mother gave Anakin to yeah. have a better life and then Anakin grew up to, you know, beat Darth Vader. Um, but from a business standpoint, if I'm at Disney, it's like, that's your biggest selling toy. You know what I'm saying? So where does that leave you? Well, right. here's, here's my thing. I think, um, I think he, his mindset is more so, um, if, if you're like, okay, so we're, we're, we're going to get into this cause I'm arguing, uh, with Kanan about now about this whole Boba replacing Mando thing. Um, so 
to be fair, it's called The Mandalorian. The mm-hmm. true story of this character should be restoring Mandalore to live up to him being the Mandalorian. Um, so at some point, you were going to have to bridge that gap of his focus kind of, you know, switching. Um, so I, I'll tell you this. It's in Disney's best interest to figure out some way of saying, like, hey, Feige, I know you're doing Falcon and Winter Soldier, but we need Sebastian Sand to do eight episodes uh, for, like, two or three seasons of this Luke Skywalker show. Because they could only go about uh, two, maybe three seasons, and I'll get into that, the reason for that um, in a second. But you can do a Luke and Grogu show. Um, and it would be hilarious. Anyone that remembers the the originals that remembers Luke and Yoda on Dagobah, that shit was hilarious. Um, so I'm like, <laughs> the idea of now having a younger version of Yoda, but one that can't talk, is going to be so much fun. Uh, and, and yeah, but it's not going to be the same of the relationship that Mando had with Baby not. Yoda. Of, of course not. But to me... I, I, I won't be one of those people that were like, oh, I knew like he wasn't always going to. No, I didn't. But I am glad they chose to do this. It, it's a progression that was needed, um, not only for the character, but for the story. Um, like, Because the biggest question is, if you're Mando, what do you do now? Mm. Do you go with Bo-Katan and try to restore Mandalore? Uh, do you go back to being a bounty hunter? Are you just, you know sitting on a couch turning into fat thor now like that's exactly wait that's exactly what happens pedro pascal wears like a fat suit or something and like that's exactly (laughs) yeah or or he just adopts another child (laughs) all of a sudden amanda's like i need to go out and adopt another child (laughs) you're gonna get a cute cute droid now he's he's used to droids Um, but yeah, so, but no, so my mindset, okay, so let me say this, because I, I heard this a lot, and Tia was joking with it earlier, but I did want to address it, so everyone is thinking, oh man, if Luke takes Grogu, does that mean that Kylo kills Grogu? All right, here's the, here's the thing that everyone needs to, to realize, okay? One is, right now, Kylo's four years old, Okay. So that means it's about a good 10 to 15 years. No, about 10 years before Kylo gets the age of when he even he even does this. 10 years is a long time to be training, okay? So by that time, Grogu could have left and maybe went to go find Mando. Right. Could have reunited with Mando. Could have found his people. Reunited with his people. There's like a billion different scenarios to why Grogu shouldn't have <gasps> still been with oh my God. 10 years later. I just thought about this. I'm sorry. No, I don't mean to like go on. Can you imagine season three of The Mandalorian ends with suddenly Grogu popping back up, but he can talk now and he's like, what up, oh bitch? <laughs> yeah, Mando would be like, what the? All right, you got to shut up. Like, <laughs> like, you're just talking too much now. I'm I cooling. Um, but no, so what I wanted to um, express is this is about... This is 10 to 20 years before Force Awakens. So it's 10 years before Kylo Ren's old enough to enact um, killing all of uh, the Jedi that, that Luke is training. And it's about another five to 10 years before where you see Force Awakens. Um, so it's a long time, about two decades. Let's go about about two decades before you get to Force Awakens. When um, did, um, yeah. this is a stupid question, but- Oh, good. 
when did Kylo Ren do that? I don't remember that. When did he kill Like, when did he kill people? See, I keep seeing that online. I was like, when did he do Wait, that? Wait, Thea, did you not watch The Last Jedi? <laughs> oh, I tried to push that so far out of my head. That was the, I was barely paying attention during yeah, that, that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was the big turning point uh, towards the end of the movie where Ray kind of found out that Luke almost tried to kill Kylo because he was sensing the dark in him. Uh, well, I remember yeah. that. I remember, you know, um, Kylo waking up and seeing Luke, and that's why he has, like, the hatred of Luke, because Luke tried to kill him. But... Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, no, it wasn't... Luke, I believe, said it, but there's a comic that came out um, around mm-hmm. the time of when that movie was coming out, um, and what had happened was um, it's a whole story about how he even got the name Kylo Ren. Um, yeah, I have that comic. Yeah, because Ren isn't Ren isn't uh, a name that he made up. It's a, it's a name that he earned by killing the guy who was the Ren. Um, right, exactly. Um, so Tia, what happened was Snoke was trying to convert him to the dark side. And mm-hmm. remember how uh, Kylo killed Han at the end of Force Awakens, and that was kind of like his his beacon to really turning into the dark side. Um, yes. Snoke was kind of poisoning his brain and telling him like kill everybody here like prove that you're strong enough to be able to do it um Mm. and he murdered like a lot between him and the knights of ren they murdered like the whole lot well that's the thing i don't (laughs) the comic didn't do that i mean if well last time i remember i gotta read it again i don't remember that being that like that because like what these ones he joins the, the knights of ren after the fact like when he's on the run um at least no, in the comics. No, you're you're right, but he goes um part part of uh the Snoke training uh later on. You not mean later after on. he becomes Kylo. Right, right, yes, yes. Uh they go back and they murder almost a lot of them. Um but yeah, Kylo does start killing off uh Luke's Jedi. So that's why everyone's like, Oh my god, does that mean Kylo kills Grogu? Ten years is a really long time for Grogu to have learned what he needs to learn from Luke. And to have split by then. I mean, hell, Grogu could have trained with Luke for four years and left, five years and left. Um, but right now, Kylo's about maybe four or five years old right now. Like at, at the at the very moment where Luke is rescuing Grogu, um, I think he's maybe about like four or five years old. Yeah. Um, Luke doesn't even have any facial hair yet, and it's been five years. So exactly. So yeah. <laughs> It's a it's a while. It, it, it's a while. And remember, one thing I'm I'm trying to remind everybody. When Luke establishes his Jedi Order, there are very little, if any, remnants of the Empire. Um, like the Empire legit started to rise back with the rise of Kylo and Snoke. Um, so he was cleaning up the galaxy. So, um, yeah, so I mean, you know, it, it, it's you have a lot of space if they wanted to do a Luke series. I'm even saying in the com in the legends, Luke had a wife name uh mira jade um i would love for her to become canon and i would love for the the series to be about um luke and grogu looking for other jedi to build um the the new jedi uh the new jedi order and you see luke going to different planets that we've never seen before that might still have some remnants of the empire some visitors um and you get to really see luke in in full action trying to find and save these jedi um so i mean to me you can do a show i'll say this to you this isn't the last time we've seen grogu 
It better not be. Yeah. It better not be. I, <laughs> like, I love John Favreau and I love Dave Filoni, but they're going to catch some hands if this is the last time I see Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm just saying right now. I doubt it myself. So, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. doubt that they're going to see these hands? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt that, Tia. I'm scared. I, I, I'm afraid. Um, um, oh shit! What the fuck was I gonna say? No, thank thank you, by the way, for um, explaining all of that because I feel like there's a lot of spaces sometimes that I yeah. don't know about because I haven't read the comics and uh, Sorry. You, you know, blah blah. Yeah. blah so yeah, a lot of, that, lot that, of that, that's completely fine. Um, so a few things I, I want to kind of speak on. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, we talked about that. Luke's um, Luke's CGI looked a lot better than Tarkin and Leia in Rogue One. We just talked about could Luke get his own show? I talked. So I have a whole bunch of notes because I wanted to make sure I got everything. Um. Oh, Joel, we oh, can go ahead, Tim. Really quick, did yeah. you guys notice that they even like they were really good? Um, with um. You know, Luke missing his hand and everything. They even made sure to show that. So, like, really impressive. Ten ten. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The black glove. Mm-hmm. Um, Joel, we can we can elaborate more on the joke we were talking about earlier. Um, <laughs> if anyone remembers the OG Star Wars movies, um, Luke was the one that between Luke and Han really were the ones that uh got Boba knocked into the Sarlacc pit. Um, so we were joking of the idea of it's good Boba wasn't on that bridge when Luke showed up because he would have recognized them and he would not have been that happy to see him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's why they definitely kept them separate. <laughs> like, <laughs> God, I killed you, bro. <laughs> um, all right, so then I'll ask you guys this so. Season three of The Mandalorian, we know, will be coming next year, right? And before we get into the book of Boba, um, because there's a lot of controversy uh, behind what that could mean. um, Very clear. uh, Is it possible, Joel, I'll start with you. Is it possible that um, season three is about Bo and Mando uh, rebuilding Mandalore? Uh, season, yeah, I would assume. I mean, but that's that's the story they they set up. So why not? Yeah, I, I just feel like it, it's it's the best way to go, and, and you can flesh out so much story with it. Um, because hell, could you picture Joel if there's still Vizslas out there? Like that'd be insane to see the House of Vizsla return, uh, especially with Bo Katan's connection to them. Um, I just want to see Mandalore rebuilt. Mandalore is so fucking beautiful. I want to see more Mandalorians. I rewatched season one. And even though I love everything of season two, my favorite episode of The Mandalorian, like all together, is still episode, it's either episode two or three, where he goes back to save Grogu. And you see like all the bounty hunters trying to kill him. And you see all of Mandalore rise up to, um, to, to save him. That still, to me, is one of the most visually pleasing things I've seen of The Mandalorian. Um, because it's just a really good shot to see how different they look, uh, the different creeds on them. Um, I just, I, I, I personally loved it. But, um, Tia, yeah, I wanted to ask you. Um, all right, I think I got everything. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. Um, all right, so my question to you is, Tia, it looks like they've, you know, they've asked, they've uh, 
season one and season two have been labeled as chapters. Yes. So could the um could we see Mando's book closing as another one begins? Um that's a good point. Um, I mean or, listen, or, I... wait, let me ask you this. Or mm-hmm. specifically, since we know it's chapters, could they be more specifically trying to get uh the point across that the chapter that's ending is Grogu in the new book is his new mission? Which is to revive Mandalore. I mean, that's what I assumed that mm-hmm. these this is the end of the Baby Yoda chapter, and the next chapter will be, um, you know, Mando learning more in Mandalore, yada yada. I certainly don't. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't. Th- what I was trying to say is, I don't think that. To me, I think there's a, a sense of reaching that goes into people believing that there will be no more Pedro Pascal. I feel like it's the same people that said that Pedro Pascal hated season two. It was barely there. And there's so much tensions when even Pedro Pascal came out and said, that's not the case. We've seen that that's not the case. Um, Mm-hmm. if anything i think pedro said that he was on set more during season two than he was in season one right. um so i just think that those are people who like to push this sort of i don't know negative agenda right. um i think that there's so much more story for mando um for him to learn not to learn more about the real mandalore to learn more about his uh the home planet of the creed that he's taken over right to learn more about his section of the creed are they mad at him for taking off his helmet so many times you know um uh what like there's so much there's so much richness to be there now i do believe that probably in season three with so much going on that maybe the um maybe the story and maybe chapters won't be singularly focused on Mando, but maybe a it will be more of a collaborative sort of, like an ensemble sort of season as opposed, because it is called The Mandalorian. We've all, and just as you guys said, you said this before, but it's like, we've always assumed that when we say The Mandalorian, we're talking about Din, but that doesn't mean it can't focus on the other Mandalorians as well. So, okay. I think definitely it will be still Mando's story, but also include all the other Mandalorians because there would literally be no sense in introducing all of these Mandalorians in season two and having the, and first of all, you have to continue because of the whole dark saber thing. So I, I just don't think that, and we'll get into this in a second, but with the announcement of the book of Boba, I mean, God, the, the speculations of people saying that Pedro Pascal is pretty much now kicked to the curve and he hates this and blah, blah, and now it's going to be Boba's thing. And it's like, I just don't, how do you reach that far? Well, here, here's the thing, and, and, and this is what I've, I've been arguing with, with, well, not arguing, but I've been talking with Kanan about for like the past 10 minutes. Um, when they said that Book of Boba comes out December 2021, we had already heard that the Mandalorian season three comes out December, 2021. So a lot of people are going, well, could the book of Boba be season three of, of the Mandalorian? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. They just say that. Like, no, they I, make also it clear? I also don't understand why people don't think it's possible. They might've shot this first season of book of Boba. Um, They've been shooting it. 
That, but that's what I'm saying. I think so, they're still shooting it. <laughs> why isn't it possible that the Mandalorian starts shooting probably the top of, of, of next year, first quarter of next that's, year? That's already been shooting or been shot already, too. So I, think. I, don't, I don't know why people are assuming that one cancels out the other or one no. means the other. Like, it could mm-hmm. literally be December 12th, Book of Boba. December right. 25th. Mandalorian season three, like what I, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, they didn't say like, oh, both are going to be December twelfth of twenty twenty one. Like as you said, if tomorrow they said Wandavision January first, Winter Soldier and Falcon January fifteenth. Oh my God, could Wanda replace Falcon in the what? No, <laughs> it's just two different shows. Like, why is that something that's so hard to process for people? I'm sitting here and Kanan's like, it's not confirmed yet. It could be. It's rep- Why? Why would that? Like, that was never thought in my head. I was so dumbfounded to go on Twitter and everyone's like, could it be replacing? How did you get to that? <laughs> like, I just want to know in case I'm missing something. Like, Joel, did, did your brain immediately go to that when you saw the announcement? Um, No, it didn't. I just thought they're two separate projects. I didn't think about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, but also, you know, the dates, I didn't even think about that. that they're both out in December. Um, I mean, for all we know, the Book of Boba is uh, it's, it's even less episodes than fucking Mandalorian. I like, was just going to say, like, what if it's just a special? Like, what if right. the Book of Boba is literally just, like, um, you have uh, you have the third season of The Mandalorian, and then it's like, hey, on this day, there's going to be a special one-hour episode called The Book of Boba that's going to be this, like, special little chapter. Well, also, we have to remember this. There's been rumors that uh, part of the concept of the Kenobi show is that Kenobi's being hunted down by Cody and some of the clone troopers. So it's like that actor would need to be portraying Cody. So he would probably need to wrap up filming for whatever they're doing with Book of Boba, let's just say whatever they're doing, because we don't know. It could be a full season, could be part of season three of Man... We don't know. We don't know. We don't know, and honestly, I don't think any of us really care. We're just excited for whatever they give us. Um, so you look at it, and it's like, we could be getting Rex in Ahsoka show. He would need to be the face of that. Like he, I think a lot of people forget he's legit the clone that is supposed to mirror everything. So it's mm-hmm. like if they use Cody or Rex, he needs to be there for that. But more importantly, I think it's coming out around the same time as The Mandalorian because I think people are forgetting 2022 is going to be packed with Disney shows. Mm-hmm. Um, a majority of what they showed us will be 2022. I believe Acolyte is 2022. Kenobi is 2022. Mm-hmm. Visions could be 2022. Um, hell, Ahsoka could be 2022. Um, so I'm like, yeah. it'll, it'll be a packed year for Star Wars. So they, you know, they're probably like, hey, we're shooting it now. You know, it's either part of Mandalorian season three or it's its own thing. Also, right. along with it. Also, if you, if you're going to have the same actor, right, in all these different shows, you probably want these shows to start to be filming around the same time so right. that you can bounce between. By the way, what, what is his name again, the actor? Who? Oh, that guy who plays Boba. Oh God, I don't remember. All right, he's about to become the hardest working man in Hollywood because he's going to be in every single freaking show, like playing more. different characters. We more Morrison or some shit. Yes, no, you're absolutely right, Joel. Uh, and remember, he could possibly also be an Aquaman too. He's Aquaman's daddy. That's right. Uh, there you Aqu- go. 
But you say that, Tia, and somewhere in the world, The Rock just got like the meanest headache and he's <laughs> in like nine more movies in the next few years. Uh, just because you said that he doesn't like <laughs> other people being the hardest oh yeah no they're there. definitely gonna it, it's it's uh the guy's coming for his crown yeah like, for sure. <laughs> you say that now the rock's like oh you thought i wasn't gonna do black adam tia watch this um but no I, i'm really excited for this uh we we can go over really quickly for anyone that's not familiar um the guy that boba killed at the the end of it is um he was if you remember in the og star wars movies he was mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jabba the Jabba. right-hand man. That's right. Um, so ultimately, when Jabba died, he's the one that took over power. Well, he can't um, wait, too. <laughs> yes, yes, he did. He, it seems like he uh, took the uh, Jabba the Hutt um, diet. Um, yeah. They're just sitting on a chair all day long. Yeah, yeah he also, I don't, know, I don't know what it is about uh, men in power in Star Wars. But they're always like, all right, I got some money. I got some power. I need a half-naked chick chained to my side. For real. It's a must. I got to have it. Um, It was just so weird when I saw it. I was like, this is a thing. I thought it was just like because Jabba was like this weirdo. But no, it seems to be just a thing. Um, But I will say, uh, Boba looking like Game of Thrones, looking like he took the throne. Um, he looked good on that chair, and, and Finnick looked really good by his side. Um, I cannot that, see what like, they do. That scene was so sexy. Like <laughs> I know that. Like I saw that, and I was just like, "This is oh. too hot. I can't." <laughs> I'm just picturing somewhere in the world, someone's like, "Man, I, I wonder if someone could put in words how that scene looked." And he just comes out, "No, it's sexy." No, yeah, that's the word. I'm not the only one who thinks that. Like, you go on Tumblr and people are like, "This is it. This is where I discover like my sexuality or something." Tumblr Tumblr does become a dark place for that. (laughs) But it was a really badass scene. Just like him shooting that guy, almost like casually tossing his. Not tossing his gun, but like placing it and like just casually like sitting in there and Fennec just leaning up, drinking straight from the bottle. I mean, geez, what an awesome duo those two are. Yeah, she clearly didn't hear about COVID, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Six <laughs> feet apart. Um, but no, um, no, that it, it's going to be great, whatever they choose to do with it. Joelle, the, the geek side of me has asked this. Any chance we get Cad Bane in whatever this uh, book of Boba is? I hope so. I mean, we would always see Cad Bane in anything at this point, just because he's awesome. <laughs> I will say, as long as he's alive still. You know. I will say Dave Filoni did say there was an episode that they shot where Boba came in in contact with Cad Bane. No and, way. And killed him. But wow. it, was, it was an unaired episode, so technically it never happened. Oh, um, like that. I like that. So, <laughs> so, could you picture if Cad Bane hears about Boba Fett taking over the underworld, and it's like, oh, over my dead body? No, yeah. beer. Let me, let me go stake my claim. Oh my God, could you picture? It's season three. Mando has to reclaim Mandalore, and Boba is Boba underworld, <laughs> and it's like the idea of those two worlds like clashing. Oh my god. Oh the Star Wars nerd me is just like somebody go clean him up, please. 
Yeah. <laughs> I am just oozing everywhere. But no, um, I really do hope we get Cad Bane, um, especially Cad Bane being the main big bad for the Book of Boba. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful. Well, I love. I mean, I think what really stands out to the with the, with the book. It's a whole book, right? So, how long? How many? How many chapters is in this book? <laughs> how many? Books? Just, <laughs> right. Yeah. How many books? Is it just the one book? Um, is it part of a collection? Is the Mandalorian? Is a collection of stories about Mandalorians? Right. <laughs> and we have like, is it is the book done for Din? You know, like I don't know. I guess we'll see. A lot of questions to be answered. Uh, unfortunately, Star Wars Celebration is like every few years, um, so there obviously won't be one next year, regardless of what uh, what we're allowed to do. Um, so this is something I assume we'll hear more about through the trades, or it'll be the next Investors Day, or maybe a Comic Con. Um, or when's D- isn't D twenty three usually yearly? Uh, it's by bi- it's by bi- a yearly. Um, okay. So yeah. we obviously didn't have one this year, so it's a good chance. Uh, it should be next year, yeah. Next year, whether it's digital or people are allowed to go. All right. Um, so maybe we, we, we get official news then, but by that time, we should have heard Ahsoka started filming, um, Kenobi is well into filming, right. um, Acolyte is well into filming. So there should be a lot of stuff that's been I mean, started yeah. filming and we got a lot more information about. Right, because the only thing filming now is the Boba series. Right, right. and once we hear about Ahsoka, I think that'll open up the door <laughs> for what we can expect for if we can expect the Luke series. Like I, I was just talking to um, someone on Twitter, and I was saying, "Bro, could you picture like we get Luke in the Ahsoka show, and it's legit Luke trying to help Ahsoka take down um uh I was gonna say Tarkin, not Tarkin, um." Well- What's his name, Joel? Grand Admiral. Grand, Ad- Grand Admiral Thrawn. But the specialty of that being Ahsoka mm. and Luke sharing Anakin, like the the memory of Anakin, um, Ahsoka knowing everything about Anakin and Luke never having really truly met, uh, obviously met him. Um, right. That would be a great way to kind of merge the two of them, um, to where we obviously see some more Grogu, we see uh, Ahsoka. Um, but I think once the Ahsoka show starts filming and we hear more about that, we, I think we'll know a lot about a few other shows going forward. Um, it, it'll make some stuff clear cause it, it's in the same timeline. So it's not like the Ahsoka show is years after or years before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should clean up a few things, but, um, I, I do have to ask this, Joel, you, you mm-hmm. love Luke. There, there is no, we would have preferred anything, um, but were you a little disappointed we didn't see Ezra? A little bit, but I was just so awestruck from seeing right. him. I'm with you. Yeah. That I didn't even well, I didn't even think about it until after the fact. Like, you know, I still want to see Ezra and Sabine because we were supposed to like live action Sabine at some point. So, but you know, and I we'll get them. You know, probably in the Ahsoka show or the next season of Mandalorian. Who knows? You know, we'll see. But I definitely, I think he's out there somewhere. <laughs> and I mean, if these all these Jedi are still alive, I want to see them interact with Luke. Like, I'm when I made the point last week that the only person that should respond to this call is Luke. Um, if Luke is searching for Jedi, Cal Kestis is out there, Ahsoka is out there, Ezra is out there. Um, I would like to see Luke interact with them. Like, he doesn't have to take them on to train them, 
but just mm-hmm. an interaction. You know, like even if he meets them and they're like, you know, like Cal Kestis would be old at this point. So, you know, even if he's kind of like, dude, I'm old. Yeah. Like, what the hell are you training me for? <laughs> like, yeah. no. Um, yeah, he's like, much older than right. Luke, yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to see some of these interactions, but I, I'm really excited for the future of Star Wars. Huge shouts out to John Favreau, Dave Filoni for bringing Star Wars back. Um, this is the yeah. deal of Star Wars. Um, like this really felt true to it. And I want to give a huge shout out to um, Peyton Peyton Reed. Uh, yeah. who, got, who got so much. I'm sorry. I was going to bring that up. I was going to like be like, Joan, I have one more thing I want to say. But <laughs> um, who he got so much flack so much flack after directing the second episode of this season how much hateful comments how much hateful comments i saw on twitter oh of course this filler episode was directed by peyton reed what else do you expect from the director of ant-man and the wasp you know people just so angry and it's like as soon as i saw at the end directed by peyton reed i'm like oh what are you guys saying now (laughs) yeah right yeah, it's, I mean, it's those like, people. Yeah, no, but uh, my point by saying like Peyton Reed's a good director, like shut the hell up. He but I thought he did a really good job. I thought he did a really good job with this. I'm episode. really, I'm really impressed with how well uh, those three guys were able to pull this off. I do want to know how these directors choose the episodes that they direct. Um, I've always wondered that because I'm like, damn. Like picture if if like you you like you know they put the episodes in like a hat and whichever one you pick out is the one you direct and you're sitting there and you're like god damn it how did Peyton Reed get the Luke episode like I don't think that's it. it I think that the producers um pick it I don't think the directors get a say in which episode they direct I think it's like hey you're gonna direct um you know this episode that episode at least that's the consensus I get from a. Uh, hair flip when i have interviewed directors in the past of episodes (laughs) (laughs) no but seriously my my whole thing is that i think that they don't get a choice in that i think it's the producers that do it yeah you get to direct star wars unless it's feloni feloni definitely gets to choose what episode he wants yeah he's probably well yeah we heard ahsoka would be in this season we were like well that's clearly dave feloni's episode like, <laughs> no one touches that shit but Dave Filoni but he's but also he, an executive producer so. I was right. going to say he's also an EP <laughs> so he can, he and John Favreau are probably just sitting there deciding right. who which you know, episodes they want <laughs> yeah, and, then, and Dave Filoni's like but I get to do the Ahsoka one and no, you know Dave John Favreau's Dave. like hey maybe we should give to someone else and he's like no no, no. <laughs> you didn't hear me <laughs> I first time mine yeah, you, you must have thought I was joking. But yeah, I mean, even even something as simple as he wrote the episode of We First See Bo-Katan in live action. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Dave Filoni is very particular about having control over characters he has had something to do with. And there was no way anyone was touching Ahsoka. We predicted this back when we heard Ahsoka was just going to be in it. We were like, oh, well, clearly, that's Dave's. <laughs> like, no question. Um, but look, we are super excited for whatever Star Wars gives us next. Tia, we definitely need you to jump into the, the cartoons at some point. Um, because I'm telling you, it'll it'll make your experience of this full season so much more richer when you see some of the episodes that that um that stand out, especially between Clone Wars and Rebels. 
um, Rebels more so um, because it's literally right in right in that that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of stuff with Bo-Katan, you'll see a lot in Clone Wars. Obviously, you'll see the rise of Ahsoka in Clone Wars. But a lot mm-hmm. of the story points is from Rebels uh, because it's near in, in, in its timeline. So once you see those, you'll kind of go, ah, oh, ah. Um, it's just it's- am- go ahead. It's just amazing what the Mandalorian does for someone like me, where I literally feel like a Star Wars fan, um, and I'm excited <laughs> for the upcoming Star Wars shows. Whereas prior to this, I'm like couldn't really care less <laughs> which is fair i mean to, to be fair i mean if you didn't watch the cartoons which the cartoons is what i thought brought back star wars well before force awakens came i thought dave filoni was bridging a gap that needed to be bridged if you were watching phantom menace attack of clone attack of the clones and revenge of the mm-hmm. he was filling in all those plot mm-hmm. holes that were in those three movies so that is what restored star wars for me but if Force Awakens is what revived it for someone else, I completely understand. Or even if it was The Mandalorian, um, whatever whatever br- brings you to Star Wars, to me is I- I'm not one of those people that's like, no, the Clone Wars is what. No, whatever brings you here, I'm just glad you're here. So mm-hmm. The Mandalorian is what did it for you, Tia. I'm glad you're at the table, and now I want you to feast. Dive into that plate of Clone Wars, uh, the animated. Plate. I promise I will. I told, I told, I told you years ago, right? Like literally when it came first came out, what seven years ago or something, that I used to watch it, and I remember being very much into it. But I think at the time it was just starting, so it was only say like a season or two, and then. I just never knew when it came back, you know, yada, yada, all that stuff. So when I went back to go try to rewatch it, it felt familiar to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. The first episode, um, Yoda is coming to that planet, but the Sith offer something more, the bald lady. Ah, yeah, Taz Ventress. Yeah, that's really the first, yeah. That's the first episode. And I was like, oh, yeah, I, I remember this. Yeah, and it gets so much better after that. I liked her character. That'd be really cool to see her in live action. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to see her in live action, but every time I say it, Joe, I was like, she's dead. No, 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 no. Let's do a prequel. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) well, thanks for reminding me that my favorite character in that show is dead. Well, (laughs) thanks for for spoiling it, Joelle. (laughs) To be fair, to be fair. To be yeah. fair, she does not die in the show. This is in, yeah. a, in, a, in a comic, so ah, right. it, it won't spoil anything in the show for you. Or a book. I guess it's a book. In, in the book, yes, yes, in, in the book. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when you watch both, um, and Tia, you're going to love seeing uh, baby Boba. You're really going to yeah. enjoy that. Young Boba. Yeah, young Boba. Um, <laughs> it'll it'll explain a lot about Boba today when you see yeah. Boba. <laughs> Short fuse Boba. <laughs> yeah, fuse willing to kill anything walking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this has been a great episode, guys. We broke down literally everything of this episode. Um, I, look, I hope to blink my eyes and season three is here be- before we know it. Um, oh, you know, but look, we got a lot of stuff in between coming. We got WandaVision. We got Loki, so we're, we're going to be fed pretty well between now and December of next year. We got Wonder Woman just this week. <laughs> yeah, Wonder Woman this week. Sorry. Completely forgot yeah. about that. 
we have a lot show on american Gods season three comes out narcos mexico season three is going to come out at some point like we are going to eat well too much there's too much but i'll take all of it (laughs) yeah it's never too much you know put it in a syringe and give me that um but yeah so till next time guys don't worry we'll find more stuff to review and break down um this isn't you know we're not going to have, we're not going to go a year before we review something else. <laughs> um, <laughs> so stay tuned. Um, me and Tia will be doing fl- uh, the flight attendant. Uh, Kaylee did an amazing job in that show. I just started that. Oh, you, you were in for a treat, my friend. Yeah, I saw the first two episodes so far. So you I like, like it, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I, I, I knew it would be something you would like. Um, huge shouts out. They got renewed for season two. Me and T were a little nervous about that. Um, so we're glad that they announced it now rather than making us wait. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then, of course, we're all, we're all going to come together and break down Wonder Woman uh, 84. Uh, and and yeah. Juwan and I, at some point, because I still want to do this, are going to bash, because I finally watched it three years later, in humans so we're gonna oh, get Lord. together and we're gonna bash that joelle you can join too if you'd like as t is watching it and t is just like this is bad i'm like yeah bless your heart like, <laughs> well because you know what the thing is a lot of times like you know i want i like suicide squad right so a lot yeah, of times different. people a lot of people are like, oh, something, something. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like, you hear people say, oh, this is awful. And I'm like, ah, I can't be no. that awful. Let they don't know what true. Out. They just talk out of their ass because they're just so <laughs> negative. That's not awful. Inhumans is awful. Right. Oh, here's, here's, here's the and I like everything. <laughs> Suicide Squad, I think it's visually pleasing. Suicide it Squad is. has great characters. Suicide right. Squad is just not a good story. Which narratively is, it's all shit that kind of go, that's yeah. the only issue with suicide that's a really bad third act it has a lot right. of different things right now in humans from the very intro of the theme song is the worst thing i've seen in like the past three years i went to the theater to watch the first two episodes oh you poor thing i was five uh, i was five minutes in texting Juwan going what the fuck is this yeah yeah, yeah. that's we the same showrunner as iron fist season one that's same yeah it's yeah. it shows it yeah shows. That's <laughs> I, it was that cheap bastard it was that yeah. cheap bastard. it's why yeah, they got rid of him in iron fist season two like, yeah <laughs> well that's why because they, they hired him because of how well he handled i mean in terms of budgeting how yeah. he handled uh, uh iron fist like, oh he didn't he didn't spend any money <laughs> like well, clearly he went into season one of Inhumans, like, all right, so what yeah, we could do this on the cheap. No, he legit, Joe, he legit was just like, What if I just made this cosplay? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> if, like, vision- it wasn't even good cosplay. That only works with like and I know we're going like so off track because this is our Mandalorian episode, so feel free to cut, I guess, if you want. But uh, <laughs> it's like the boys is cosplay, right? But it works because, oh, yeah. That's you know, it's it's a satire. So it works in that sense. But if you're trying to do this with a straight face, it's like that. W- everything was awful. Yeah, yeah I, I, will say, I will say Inhumans was a direct spit in everyone's face that knows who the Inhumans are. Right. Um, because it Please. nothing. <laughs> I don't want actually, that to ruin your idea that humans the humans are very interesting characters. They are that was and, not and that. Tia was actually asking me about Black Bolt, and I'm <laughs> like, the show doesn't do a good job really explaining necessarily how powerful he is 
and right. and a, a lot of the you know the myth behind you know Black Bolt and like he can't talk you know and it right. didn't really do a good job of that and Tia was like that sounds dope why didn't they do any of that and I'm like I don't know Tia. I literally <laughs> texted him and I was like wait 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 you're saying I wait eight episodes and he didn't use his it. powers once yeah once? show anything they yeah. show are you, you kidding shit. me here's, and here's they show crazy, his face oh crazy man. thing Tia here's a crazy thing a whisper could kill you they didn't even want to do that <laughs> i mean they say that at some point right they're like oh you you know yawning in your sleep you could kill your wife you know it's like they say shit like that and yeah. it's like you're telling me like the the climax of the story wasn't him like using like people sh- not a lot of people shat on hellstrom but some people shat on hellstrom but at least at the very end you know the daemon used his freaking demonic powers and like saved the fucking yeah. day you know what i'm saying we even like, got the thing on his chest so i was like i'll take it yeah exactly I'm, I'm exactly very impressed with that. yeah and they, their powers looked, looked really good but right. yeah so stay tuned me and tr going sorry <laughs> i went ham on that no. my bad, guys. that's fine <laughs> well you want to know a fun fact i swear <laughs> i mean I don't know if it was official because I don't think they officially announced it, but I'm pretty sure um, Vin Diesel was supposed to be Black Bolt in the movie when it was a movie at first. He was, right. He was, <laughs> but did you hear the... Time out. We're, we're going to end this here, but did you hear the true story? Well, not to, let me not say true like I was in the room, but did you hear the rumored <laughs> to why they didn't do a movie for that, Joel? Uh, I don't remember if I did. If, if I did. Fox had asked them not to because it felt like a direct, a direct um, imprint of what X Men was doing at the time. Mm. Um, so they had asked them not to do Inhumans, and then that's when they, you know, they went on to cast Vin Diesel for Groot, and then you know they went on to do a show because you know it's it's no one's looking at an X Men movie and going, oh man, this show could really put that out of business. Um, they didn't want the competition of that big MCU Inhumans movie going against their their X Men movies. Yeah, That's they were supposed movie. to be an Endgame. Think about that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That was a big rumor. Um, that was a big rumor that uh Fox had asked Feige not to, and he he obliged. Um, why would anybody oblige Fox? Well, <laughs> why would anybody oblige only for you to turn out that huge caca? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a fair um, if mcu ever had a failure that would be it <laughs> that would be it and kevin feige does his best to yes but that wasn't that, that wasn't feige so that's, no, that's it wasn't feige but i'm saying he tries to push that away from the whole mcu thing like yeah that, yeah see charlie cox might be coming back with those motherfuckers yeah. oh yeah if Not- someone you there'd be like that one person in the boardroom who raises their hand and goes yeah um that's cool that we're thinking about bringing back charlie cox and Kristen ritter and john bernthal and everything and maybe we'll give mike coulter a call but like what about being humans guys and he's like i'm sorry i don't know what that is what (laughs) (laughs) although we cast you know we're not with them (laughs) yeah i can tell you right now you don't have to worry about some of these uh you know, uh, Netflix Marvel characters necessarily being recast, but you can damn sure bet them and humans, they ain't coming yeah. back. Yeah, um, that was gonna be like a, a hot fever dream. That never yeah, happened. Yeah, just pretend it, it never existed. You know, <laughs> we all have. Um, but yes, like I said, stay tuned for that. We are going to completely shit all over that show. Um, but we, we have great content coming for you guys. And who knows, we might do an end of the year show. Um, we haven't done those in a little while, so maybe we might do one this year. Uh, so stay tuned, guys. Um, so next, 
May the force be with you. Always. This is the way. This is the way. Peace. Peace.